It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard, Dennis and Brady. Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports uh, Podcast. Uh, And uh, March Madness is uh, rolling. We've got, uh, hopefully, district finals sooner than later. Yeah, which (laughs) there's an interesting angle I want to talk about that because some schools are in and some schools aren't, and I'd rather not play if my school's on a snow day and my my opponent wasn't. Well, I I mean, I I just want to play. I know. As, 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 As a kid... I just want to play. I know. Especially it's district finals. I want to I, I've been geared up since Wednesday night. I want to play. I agree, but you saw a regional final. I did. And it that, was a good game. Yes, it was. Um but yeah, we have what? Eight district finals to talk about. Eight dis- and eight district finals. About double the, the district semifinals to mention, so Probably shouldn't waste any more time blabbling on. I like blabbling on, but uh, we'll take a break and then we'll blabble on some more. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 for all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Brady Bean here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Dara Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Dara Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Dara Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Hello. 
This is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, we'll start with uh, Wednesday's boys' games because there were a ton of them. These were the semifinals for the boys' uh, districts, and we start uh, at Port Huron Northern. First game is Dakota against Port Huron High. Just a, a little background for you, uh, and, and I only look back the last decade for Dakota because it started to get boring. <laughs> okay. Uh, so in the last decade of the nine districts that got completed because there was one year they were going to play Northern, 1920, they were going to play Northern in the finals, and that day that the game was scheduled, the COVID cancellation. Which you, you realize that was almost about three years ago to the day right yeah. now. Can you believe it's been that long since it's happened? I know the whole wow time, right? But like, it feels like it's not that long ago, but it was three years ago yeah. that the whole world flipped. So uh, of the nine that, ha- that have been completed, they've won seven of them. Ooh, wow. And in the 21 games that they played in that 10-year stretch... They were nineteen and two. So, who were the ones that, when they didn't win it, was it Lons Cruz North? Uh, once and uh, Anchor Bay once. Really? Yes. That surprises me a little bit. Um, An- Anchor Bay beat them actually in uh, twenty eighteen nineteen. Wow, that really surprised me. I guess I really wasn't paying attention. But well, you're an Anchor Bay hater. What, apparently, what apparently I am. But yeah, anyway, Lance the Cruz point North is- beat them in twenty twelve thirteen. The point is, it's never been PH or Northern. No, and and PH's struggles in the districts, um, the last time they won a game in the districts was March 11th, 2015, and they were trying to avoid their ninth straight loss in a district game. Wow. And it started out great because I really, going into this one, Okay, I know Dakota plays in the red and they play a tough schedule, but they were 7 and 15 this year. And when I saw them play early in the season, they didn't look horrible, but they just didn't it wasn't that Dakota team that you just come out and you're in awe of. Right. And they've got monsters who are dunking and kids that are just jacking like I know up you were, and they don't miss. You've covered games what, what when Kithier was there. Yes. And you just walk into the gym and you're like, all right, let's keep it not in running time. The the one year, Kithier was their second center. They had a bigger <laughs> guy who dunked harder. Um, and, and they beat uh, – Jeez, they beat Northern like eighty-eight to thirty-one, right? In a in a game, and it was uh, the, they had uh, three college kids on that team. Uh, anyways, uh, it's nine to nine with a couple of seconds to go in the first quarter, and it's a really good ball game. And PH is right there with them. What you expected? Yeah, um, Mike Wouters makes a layup just before the buzzer. 
Dakota wins the first quarter 11-9, and then they scored the first 19 points of the second quarter. So it was a 21 to nothing run that made the score 30 to 9. And I'm sitting there going, what in the world just happened? How did this just happen? Right. How do you go from for almost 8 minutes being equal with a team to over the next 8 minutes you look like you've never played before and they look like the Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> That's yeah. Sometimes that happens, especially with it. Still, because Dakota's still a good team. They just don't have that aura about them. But, yeah, you blinked and the game was over, basically. Yeah. Uh, so it was 30-13 to 13 at halftime. It was 50-30 to 30 after three. Uh, and the final score was 62-46. to 46. 17 different kids scored in this uh, game. Dakota had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten different kids scored for Dakota. Um, they spread it around. Calvin Watson had 18 points. Um, he got hot kind of in the middle quarters and knocked down four threes, but nobody else had more than nine for them. For the Big Reds, Connor Rosenau scored 13. Nobody else had more than nine for the Big Reds. It, it was just a, a, a really – Un-Big Red performance from what we saw. Now, I remember early in the season, we, we saw them play, I think it was Utica. Yeah, Utica, and they had Anchor a Bay. They played ton poorly. of turnovers. Yeah. That's what happened here. The turnovers came back. Um, the, the, the Big Reds, some of them forced by Dakota, but some were unforced. Um, and and PH didn't have a whole lot of luck around the basket either. They, they had some looks that just they didn't go down. Some nights that happens to you. Uh, and then when shots for Dakota started going down, they didn't have an answer for it. Um, and so I walked away disappointed, but I have to tip my cap to Dakota a lot better than I thought they were going to be. And the Big Reds did not have the performance that I thought they were going to have, especially in the first half. And it's a disappointing end to what was a really nice season for Port here on yeah. high. Getting the league title, um, ending with a winning record, things that they hadn't done in a while. Would have been nice if they knocked off Dakota, but just a bad time to play a bad game. And, and it's really the second quarter. They lost the second quarter, 19-4. to The The rest of the game is... Uh, a one-point game for Dakota. But one quarter sank you. One, one quarter was uh, was the, the difference in this basketball game. So, yeah, but uh, again, the winning record, a league title, um, these are good things that the Big Reds can build on uh, and and move towards, the, uh, towards, towards next season and be excited about basketball again. Right there. now, I mean, it, to me, it would have been the crowning achievement, and and I'll be honest, I think Northern would have beaten them in the rematch, but wouldn't it have been nice? Wouldn't it have been a big feather in the cap to say we beat Dakota? Right, we got to the district final. Yes, it would have. So, anyways, Northern Lons Cruz North was the second game. Lons Cruz North's uh, idea of how you play Tyler Jamison, punch him in the face. They're taking the page rate out of the bad boys' pistons, aren't they? They are physical with him to a fault. Um, he, he had to leave the game uh, at one point because of a bloody nose. They, 
they fall hard. Lance Cruz North's got a couple of kids that are not bad. It's a kooky name, but Connor Kooky hmm. scored 26, and he had 19 on Monday against uh, Anchor Bay. So he had a really good district. Uh, and Drew Kozell is actually their leading scorer. He, uh, against uh, Utica or Utica Ford, he had a 45-point game this year. That's pretty impressive. He scored 16 in this one, and he had a 15-point game against Anchor Bay. So those were the two guys that were their their scorers. And Northern was missing five guys, Brady. Now, I know Malik Thompson hasn't played all year. Right. He's a transfer, and he's not eligible to play this year. But Luke Maher was out with a concussion. Uh Amir Moreland is out walking around on crutches. Um, Kanye Cole was not available for this game. Charles Dunkel is walking around in it with his foot in a in a boot cast. So you've got Tyrese Johnson, and you've got um, Cant- Cantrell, Caden Cantrell, two kids that basically spent the season on JV playing. Big minutes in district games. Cantrell started. That's a big leap. And they don't look out of place. Johnson had 14 points. Cantrell only had five points, but the two shots he made were big time. It it was a three-point game, and he calmly, coolly, hadn't scored a point all night, hadn't made a shot all night, and he stood in the right-wing corner or left-wing corner and knocked down a three-pointer like he was supposed to do it. And then Tyler Jamison steals the ball at midcourt and gets a breakaway thunder dunk. Hmm. And it goes from being a three-point game to an 11-point game in seconds. In seconds. It happened that quickly. That's big time. His other bucket in the fourth quarter, again, a big-time bucket. I thought Tyler Jamison had an off night. Like, he did not shoot well in this game, So, <laughs> especially at the free throw line. It got into his head you, after a while. You said that to me, and then the stats came out. 24 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists. Yeah. And he, he's and two you, assists shy of a triple-double in a game where I, where I felt like he didn't have his best performance. And yet, if you just looked at the, the box score, you're going, yep, he just had another Tyler Jamison game. Yeah, but I, I, I mean... Like I say, at the fr- where it was most noticeable was at the free throw line. Uh, I think after a few misses, it just got into his head, uh, and and he struggled at the stripe. Um, but also, I mean, I don't know what his shooting was. But I guess he was like ten to twenty, and that's not a terrible night. No, but but for Tyler and for the types of looks that he gets when he gets in close, he doesn't miss. Right. And he missed a few from in close uh, in this game. Now, again, when when you're trying to look behind your back for who's coming with a hatchet, right? Um, that might do something uh, to you. But Northern is very consistent. 19 in the first, 19 in the second, 18 in the third, 19 in the fourth. They scored 75 points. Tyler had 24. Cam Haru had 15, he had 10 in the first quarter and then got into foul trouble. Or the way he was going in the first quarter, he might have been on his way to a 30-point game. Um, 14 points for Tyrese Johnson, 
who was huge. 12 points for Alex Jamison, who down the stretch was the guy who kept going to the free throw line and making his free throws, which is saying something because, again, Northern's final free throw numbers is probably something they're not proud of. Right. And they might have spent yesterday in the gym shooting free throws. So put putting this all together, it's a game where you're coming away with it going, yeah, Northern didn't play their best. It and was, they still win by 13. Uh, yeah, a 75 to the 62 win. Four players scored in double figures. And, yeah, you know they're really good when you're going, yeah, it was like a B minus. Yeah, you, you feel like they left a lot on the floor. I feel like they could have scored 95 points in this game. <laughs> so hopefully they can put it all together for whenever the district final is, whether it's played Friday or Saturday. I'm sure you know as you're listening to this. But, man, it is uh, it's a fun time, and it's going to be a really good game. Do you think Dakota's – well, I guess we'll talk about it in the third segment, but – do you think Dakota's going to try to be as physical as Lance Cruz North, or do they have the ability to? I don't know that they have the same kind of team. It, it's weird because Dakota and Lance Cruz North are obviously big rivals. Right. But they're like two miles apart, three miles apart at the right. most. Um, and, and so the, the games are very physical when they play each other. Uh, I can remember a mother being out on the court <laughs> during a district game a couple years ago at Dakota screaming at the, the assistant coach, was her husband and, and had to physically restrain her and get her off the floor um, to keep a riot from breaking out. But so, I mean, I'm sure they're familiar with how Lance Cruz North plays it. I don't know that's if that's how they'll play it. I don't know if that's their game. Well, um, it'll be very, very interesting because for the first time since I have been covering this stuff, which is 30 some odd years now. I'm going into this game, and I'm respecting Dakota a lot more this morning than I did before the PH well, game. Well, and you can, you kind of predate Dakota, don't yeah. you? Yeah, uh, Northern's the favorite for the first time in this matchup, and I, yeah, they need they need to get this one. They can get this one, but and we'll talk about kind of the district finals when we get to it in the third segment because I had two games on Wednesday. One was very exciting. One went exactly how we thought it would. Well, I guess both games went how we thought they would. Um, Richmond took care of Marine City. They didn't mess around in the first quarter. It was 21-0, and eight minutes into the game, good night. You knew the game was over. Not a whole lot to say. Uh, Daquan Haskins had 14. Justin Smalls, a freshman, played a lot. He had 13. Kyle Bartolomucci had 11. Richmond rotated their guys. They got a lot of guys playing time and rested their big their big players that they know are going to have to play a ton against Armada. Wasn't a whole lot to say. A 75-33 win for Richmond over Marine City. Liam Adams had 14 for the Mariners, but yeah, Richmond did what they needed to do and just put the foot on the throat and never really gave Marine City even an inkling that they could be in this game. I like that because sometimes I worry that, that teams kind of – go, oh, we, we got this, and they don't give their best effort. Goal full throttle, win big, stay confident, uh, and, and, you know, be ready for the, the district final. So Richmond does what they need to do. It was a business trip for them, and we kind of expected they move on to the district final. Now, the game of the night, the – 
the exciting one, Armada St. Clair. Dennis, we both threw our hands up and said, we have no idea what's going to happen. And, well, what happened was a track meet. I don't think I took more than four or five breaths in the first half. One, the officials let them play. That'll come into play later. Two, Armado wanted to run up and down the floor, and St. Clair obliged, and it was up and down, up and down. The first quarter was 18-15, to Armada. It's a lot of points, and we've seen Armada score in the 70s a few times this year. They have the ability to. Armada in the second quarter put a little bit of distance between them. 33-24, Armada was leading St. Clair at the half. St. Clair wasn't shooting great. The one thing I really like that Armada did, they put Andrew Sneezak on Braylon Essien. They said he is not shooting threes. Much like Warren Fitzgerald did with Kara Miller, they put Sneezak on Essien and said, we know they can shoot. It was the ultimate sign of respect of just saying, all right, four on four, cool. He's not beating us. And Essien shot one three in the entire game, ended with one point, and that's because it was a focal point that the best defender on Armada, the longest defender on Armada, wasn't, as soon as he stepped in between the sidelines and the baseline, he was face guarding him. In the first half, Andrew Snezak went over a thousand points in his career. And that was a, like, it was awesome that he did it, but it's a weird time to do it because you do it in the first quarter of a district semifinal and you want to celebrate it. Like it's a big yeah. deal. We talked about it a couple weeks ago, what it means to get a thousand points. And yet, it's like, okay, we have a really important game. I can't focus on yeah, this. Yeah. I think he came into the game at like 996 or 995, and he hits it, and it's like they, the student section put up th- a thousand balloon and uh, put up a, a sign that said, congrats on a thousand points. And it's like, that's awesome, but you have a really intense yeah. basketball game going on. Yeah, I got, I've got bigger fish to fry at the moment. Right. It's just the... The timing was just a little off. I wish he would have gotten it before this just so he could have enjoyed it a little more. Third quarter, Armada and St. Clair were basically even 45-35 at the end of three. Armada's just slowly pulling away. And then something happened. And then St. Clair turned it up, specifically Braylon Franz. Now, he was having a decent game. I think he was in the teens going into the fourth quarter. I don't have the exact number. But Braylon France in that fourth quarter put up the best non-Tyler Jameson performance <laughs> I've seen. He put the team on his back. He said, "We this is not going to be our final game." And he just started hitting shots, getting to the getting to the rack, getting to the rack, layups, layups. He's getting beat up. They're letting him play. He'll pick up a few fouls and he struggled a little bit at the free throw line. But his play was getting them back in the game. All right, it's down to seven. They get a stop down to five. And it was down to five, I believe. And Braylon Franz hit some ridiculous Kobe Bryant, Reggie Miller step back three. And at this point, Andrew Snezak has switched on to Franz. I mean, he steps back, hand in his face, throws it up, rattles it in. And I'm sitting there going, holy expletive, he's going to pull his team to a win. And the whole time, this is a freshman doing this. This isn't 
an unbe- this isn't a senior trying to get him one more game. This is a freshman that has taken over the game. And Andrew Sneezek at that point had 17, 18 points, and he is now overshadowing the senior that just got 1,000 points, and he's dragging his team along. He gets it within two with the, uh, with the three. They get a turnover. They get a stop. And here's where it got controversial. Two-point game. I believe the score is 57-55. Armada had the lead. St. Clair had the ball. Now, I mentioned earlier, the officials were the opposite of what we had Monday. They let them play. And for 30 minutes, they were very consistent with letting them play. You had to really follow someone. It was, we talk about the Mac and BWAC dichotomy. It was way on the Mac side where they're going to let them play and no one's sniffing the bonus. But in the last two minutes, hey, St. Clair's playing tighter defense. They know they're trying to, to steal the ball. They start to tighten it up. Oh, they reach in. Oh, you grazed his forearm. Tweet foul. So they said, all right, we're going to tighten it up here at the end. And Braylon Franz, the last couple times down, had been bumped, went up. It wouldn't have been a foul in the first three quarters. Now it is. Okay, we're tightening it up in the fourth. So France coming down, 20 to 30 seconds left in the game. Drives to the hoop, goes up. He gets hit harder than he did the previous two times. Nothing. No call. Matt Distelrath, just reacting, comes out on the floor, not happy there wasn't a call. Bang, teed up. So now it's Armada ball. They hit one free throw to make it 58-57. They inbound, fouled again, make two more, 60-55, to game over. So Armada gets the win. The only problem I had is, no, that, game, that call did not cost St. Clair the game. Their poor play and the poor shooting in the middle two quarters really did. That's I'm not going to say that caused them, but did it affect the outcome? Probably. Now, I don't mind if you let them play the full time, but in the last two minutes, if you're going to tighten it up, you can't, it up yeah. Yeah, you can't then say, okay, now it's the final 30 seconds. I don't want to decide the outcome of this game. You established what you were for 30 minutes. Okay, you you can make someone foul someone intentionally, not hard, but deliberately. Like make them grab their waist, make them really reach in. Don't call it the second they get their hand in between the other person's arms. That was the only problem I had. Now, what was it probably a foul when Braylon France went up? Yes. Did I think Coach Distelrath earned the T? Also, yes. Do I understand where he was coming from? I do. But he was a solid ways out on the floor. It just was a little bit of a disappointing way to end what was an awesome game and a Herculean effort from Braylon Franz. 34 points for the freshman. And after I talked to you that night, it reminded me of a little bit similarly, and I don't like to make this comparison because of what Tyler Jameson has gone on to do, but it kind of reminded me of the effort Tyler Jamison gave against Dakota his sophomore year where he was trying to drag his team past the finish line and he just couldn't quite do it. Yeah, for, for three quarters he carried him on his back and then they they just 
didn't have enough, and he just kind of ran out of gas at the end because he was basically playing them one against five. Right. And and he almost pulled it off. Like, they they led, I think, going into the fourth quarter. Yeah, and it was a little different because France was trying to hit them back into the game and 34 points. And the last three minutes, he was basically saying, I'm getting the ball and I'm getting to the rack. And like I said, Snezak had uh, switched on to him. They had help side coming. They were throwing everything they could at him, and he was just bowling his way through. Comes up just a bit short. So I wanted to give Braylon France his flowers. That's a hell of a way to end your freshman campaign with 34 and nearly pulled off the comeback because I know everyone in that gym when he hit that step back three was thinking, like the St. Clair fans are going, we got this. And our Meta fans are going, no, this isn't happening. Yeah, not again. Because Not not again because they've had no luck in these kind of games. Right, and our Meta – Basically led the whole way. Like St. Clair would had it close in the first quarter, but Armada had a healthy lead for about 16 minutes of this game. And then he, I thought you were going to get the, like I said, the Reggie Miller esque comeback where one person just puts the team on his back and uh, gets them across the finish line. Now, credit to Andrew Sneezak, credit to Riley Andrews, hitting free throws down the stretch that did not allow St. Clair to do that. And they survive, and now Armada gets to go on to play Richmond in round three in the district finals. Snezak had 24, Chapman had 10, Andrews ended with eight. Uh, Preston Hill hit three threes all in the first half to really give Armada that cushion. Armada is playing really well. I don't know how much Richmond wants to see Armada for a third time. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that more when we get to our district finals, but th- there there was maybe the game of the night took place at North Branch, but first, Imlay City had to get through Elmont, and they do 54-46. to 46. Spartans are playing good basketball, but this is what Elmont does. They play everybody tight, everybody close. So Imlay City's in the final. Everybody expected Croslex to beat Yale. Well, they did. But it was anything but easy, Brady. Right. 50 to 49, Croslex had to come from behind. They were down nine at halftime. Uh, they were down seven going into the fourth. And even when they took the lead, Yale had the last shot and they got oh, a good look. You couldn't have asked for a better look. And well, Yale must have gotten some. Uh some inspiration from their girls team because they were trying to pull off the upset and that's about as close as you can get because yeah we saw the video of that final shot can't really draw it up much better than that it was what a a nine ten foot jumper he he was just in a couple of steps inside the elbow it looked like yeah like the first hash mark underneath the free throw line just couldn't get it to go and Hopefully for Croslex, this is a scare that kind of gets them back on the right path. But all, what March is is survive in advance. Yeah, because you know MLA City's playing well. So if you have an, uh, another tight game, you might not survive that one. But the other thing this could do, like you said, this could be, Croslex could be going. 
whew, and now they come out and conduct business and right. are that surgical Croslex team that we're used to seeing. Right, because, yeah, the, the way Croslex kind of dealt with Yale the first two times, I didn't think that would be too much of an issue, but round three's tough. Well, there's a reason why Richmond probably doesn't want to see Armada again, would have rather seen St. Clair. I just, wow. Yale put it as close as you could because they basically led the whole way. Every update we got was Yale up by eight, and you're waiting, okay, at the end of the third, it'll be closer. Yale up by seven, you're going, uh, is Croslex's season going to end like this and so quickly? Man, they survive, but that's going to be a Yale team that brings a lot back next year. Yeah. All right, uh, in class, uh, I, uh, I want to call it class C, but it's Division, Division three. three. But in the old class C, uh, Memphis beats KPAC 47-32. Their reward is they'll get to play New Haven, who crushed Clintondale 76-47. to And that's who we thought might be the biggest contender. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so New Haven-Memphis is the final there. Gaden-Muxlow scores 39. Genesee scores 37. Uh, Brown City beat Genesee 66-37. Uh, we, we expected this, Brady, but the, the news is is that now no one in the history of Brown City High School basketball has scored more points than Gaden Muxlow. And again, this is with a COVID-era record, yep. which makes it more impressive because if he has a normal career, you add minimum five more games to that. And I know they would have been in his sophomore year, but that still could be conservatively, points. yeah, I was going to say 50 points as a sophomore. Let's say it's 10 a game. That's a significant amount of points. I'd even give him 20 a game, even as a sophomore. Well, it just <laughs> You'd have to look at whatever his average yeah. was that year. But that's still, like you said, that's not an insignificant amount of time to miss. And then I don't know if he was up as a freshman. We weren't doing this then. But if he missed any games there, those were more points that would have taken away. But, yeah, he gets he gets the record despite having uh, a few obstacles to clear. Yeah. And uh, they'll play Millington, who uh, beat Vassar 69-40. to So, so far, that district has kind of gone the way we thought it would, and we're going to get the final that we thought we were going to get. Cassidy beat uh, Bad Axe 54-45, to and Sandusky surprises Laker Fifty to forty six. How about that? Yeah, we kind of thought Laker was going to be the favorite. Now Sandusky, could they be a surprise team in that district? Because they've already beaten the one really tough challenge in Laker, but Cassidy, I think, is now like twenty and two on the year or twenty one and two. I think the district's in Cassidy, isn't it? Uh yeah, I believe so. So that's going to be tough for them. But you beat Laker. Why not beat Cass yeah. City as well? Well, uh, and according to Mike Gallagher, the last couple of times Sandusky's played Laker, they kind of had their number. Well, that was but also- he wasn't expecting them to beat them in this game. Like, I think they, they beat him towards the end of the regular season, mm-hmm. but he's like, yeah, you know, it's late regular season game. You don't know right. how much Lake crossover. You don't know how right. much they're putting into it. He figured Laker was going to beat them. And he was pleasantly surprised to report that Sandusky won that game. Right. And we know Cass City's good. I saw them play Marysville. They have some dudes on that team. And he said right now Sandusky's shooting the lights out. Like, 
they don't miss many shots right now. And that's what you need in March. Uh, Ubley beat uh, Carsonville, Port Sandlack, 48-25, to and Peck beat Deckerville, 56-41. to So you'll get a Peck-Ubley final in uh, that uh, district. And Cardinal Mooney rolls Austin Catholic, 75-21. to The other semifinal saw Oakland Christian beat New Haven Merritt, 71 to 25. So Mooney and Oakland Christian is the final there. And yes, this is what I thought the final would be, Brady, but 144 to 46 in the semifinals. It almost felt like whatever you can do, I can do better. Yeah. Like they had to show off a little bit, but yeah, this is what we expected. Now, whether the game's played Friday night or Saturday afternoon, should be a good game, but I'm ho- I think Mooney can take care of business. Yeah, but remember the quarterfinal game, or excuse me, the the regional is at Oakland Christian. I'm thinking of the girls that we're going to report on next is at Oakland Christian, so that gives them a little more motivation, right, to try to win this game because then you get home games in the regional. But all right, uh, we'll get back to the boys in our last segment as we'll kind of dissect the eight district finals that we're interested in. But uh, let's get to the uh, girls' regionals in our next segment. It's only one game to talk about, but it was a great game between Sandusky and Cass City last night in Sandusky, and the Lady Wolves did something that they hadn't done in a really long time, which is actually surprising when you think about it, but we'll look at those numbers in just a moment. Get ready for outdoor fun at Alpine Cycles in downtown Port Huron. Skateboards, bikes, longboards, and accessories. They have everything you need to enjoy the warm weather. Alpine Cycles offers the best selection, and they're always getting new daily arrivals. Stop by Alpine Cycles today at 762 Huron Avenue at the corner of Huron and Glenwood, or call 982-9281. Open Monday from 10 until 6, Friday and Sunday, noon to 4. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Are you getting out of a lease or ready to trade in your vehicle? Stop by Jepson Car Company and we'll be here to assist you. 
We are constantly buying out lease vehicles and almost always putting money into your pocket. No matter what you owe, we can help. If you don't see your perfect vehicle in our lot, we will help you find it. Our purchasing team has decades of experience to help find the vehicle that is best for you. Call Jepson today at 810-662-3048 or stop by at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair. This is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior, and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. At Port Huron Schools, I am treated as an individual, and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron School story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Uh, We had only one regional final to uh, cover uh, last night, and that was the uh, Sandusky game. But there were a, a couple other regional games that, that I want to mention uh, before we get in, into our game. One was uh, Marysville had lost to Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald did not take advantage of that victory because they got smoked by Warren Regina. Yeah, 50, what was it, 52-19 was the final. Yeah. And I want to... I want to double down and say, yes, I was right, that Marysville played one of their worst games and Fitzgerald played one of their best. And that was still only enough for, what, a four-point victory? So kind of what I – I didn't expect it to be that bad, but I thought Regina would have an easier game. So, yeah, some of the the, the shots that Fitzgerald was hitting against Marysville that maybe weren't high percentage didn't go in against against Regina. Just, hey, you – don't apologize when a team plays poorly against you. You take advantage of it. But, yeah, I I didn't think that Fitz team was going to go on some type of run. Didn't surprise me Regina beat them as, a little bit as, as bad as they did, but not that they won comfortably. Uh, and then I was at Yale on Tuesday for the start of that regional until Yale was knocked out by Goodrich. But I knew the Goodrich Country Day game was going to be a hell of a final. And they went three overtimes. Goodrich won 76-71 to 71 over Country Day. Yeah, you called that that was going to be a good game. You said, yeah, if we even were tangently interested in that game, I was going to find a way to get back out there. So, But I was not disappointed with where we ended up. No, not at all. Went to Sandusky last night. Sandusky and Cass City are about as even as two basketball teams can be. And it spans over a year. Yeah, it, it was it was almost uh, it was like three hundred and sixty five days hmm. since they'd played in a regional game. Uh, and last year at the regionals on March the eighth, in a semifinal game, Sandusky won thirty to twenty nine. They rematched on December sixth, so very early in the the season. I, I know for Cassidy, it was just their second game of the year. But it was at Sandusky, and Cassidy won that game 51-49. to So they had played two games, decided by three total points, and they'd split right down the middle. So this was the rubber game last night. Uh, Sandusky scored the first bucket, and then Cassidy scored the next eight, forcing a timeout. 
Sandusky got a hoop to get it to eight to four, uh, but Cass City led by five by the end of the first quarter, 16 to 11, and they were the better team in the first quarter. They score the first three points of the second quarter, so they're up eight. And then Sandusky started to figure some things out. And they went on an 11-4 run to close out the half. So at a halftime, it's 23-22, Cass City. Mm-hmm. And it's okay, strap them in. Right. Because now the real fun is going to start. Yeah, get the gloves on. It's going to be a knockout brawl. Third quarter, up and down, back and forth, 13-13, a lot of action. So after three, still a one-point game, 36-35 for Cass City. Sandusky won the fourth quarter 14-8, but um, I made Brady listen back to the fourth Hmm. quarter with me this morning. It was 5-3 scoring in that quarter with a minute 47 to go. So most of the points were scored in in the last minute 47 and of, from the free throw of the line. game, yeah. Sandusky made one basket in the fourth quarter and yet pulled away and won the game by 5 because they were 12 of 14 from the free throw line in the fourth quarter. And I'm telling you, well, you were listening, Brady. Most of their free throws weren't even hitting the rim. Right. They were right down the middle. And it wasn't one girl. It was, they got free throws from Allie Jansen, Helena Long, Brooke Jansen, and Morgan Taggy in the fourth quarter. And everybody just stood at the line and made their free throws like they're, this is what we do. I'm supposed to do this. No problem. No sweat. No pressure. No pressure in a gymnasium packed full of people. And here's the thing. Here's what was really up for, for on the line. Cass City had never won a regional in the history of their school. Sandusky, for as good as they have been, Al DeMott, 813 career victories. They had been to eight regionals in the last 23 seasons 18 Brady that's a lot this is the first one they've won since they went to the state finals in 1999 was the last time they won a regional and yeah they went they made it to the final and lost in, in the final but that number just floored me because every year they have a winning season Every, I mean, 20-win season, every year. Every year they win their district. Yeah. And by accident, you get to 17 reach. By accident, you win four or five. Right. They're that good. Just the pure numbers say that, well, you make it to 18, you're one of four teams. If every team's the same, you win, yeah, four on average. Okay, you're not the best. You still win two or three in that span. But there's two big takeaways I have. One, you know there are people going to be saying, coaches, use this. Hey, free throws make the difference. This is why we do it. If they don't go 12 of 14, they probably don't win that game, or at least Cassidy has a chance to tie or win it at the end. And two, 
this is why you put in for a regional or a district because I, again, I don't have any proof for this, but I'm telling you, even if it's subconscious, shooting those free throws at the end, being in a gym they've shot thousands of free throws in makes a big difference than if they were at Reese for this or if they were at Otisville Lakeville for this or New Lothrop. Hosting this regional may have been the difference between them winning it and them not. And because, and, again, everything is so even. Three-pointers. Cassidy made four. Sandusky made three. Right. Two-point buckets. Cassidy made 13. Sandusky made 12. So that's a five-point difference in favor of Cassidy. Then you get to the free-throw line. Sandusky made 16 free-throws, including 12 out of 14 in the fourth. And Cassidy only made six free throws in this game. That's a 10-point swing, and that's your five-point win for Sandusky. There you go. And now they're 23-3, and three, and a really good Cassidy team finishes 19-7. and seven. Um, uh, Sailor Cantrell and uh, Shelby Ignash each had 17 points in this game. So they scored 34, their team's 44. Um, and, and at times... Ignash was unstoppable, and Cuthrell is fearless. She shot an NBA three and, and drained it in the first half and didn't even, re- didn't even react. It's like, yeah, I, I do this all the time. What, 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 what's everybody going nuts for? Right. You know, kind of an attitude. Morgan Taggy had 13. Grace Keyboard had uh, 12. Eight each for Allie Jansen and Helena Long, and uh, six for Brooke Jansen, and that's how Sandusky does it. Nobody has gaudy numbers. Everybody contributes, and and you get your your five starters range between thirteen and six points. Exactly. And and they get rebounds. That hey, they were outsized. Ignash is way bigger than anybody Sandusky has. But when they need rebounds, Sandusky finds a way to get rebounds. They box out. They they just they do the technical stuff so well. And, yeah, early in the game they had turnovers and stuff. But when it matters, they don't turn over the ball. And you know where some of that starts? And I'm going to go all the way back to when we interviewed Al DeMott right before he broke the record. Starts with their youth program. You talk about they do all the fundamentals well. Where do you instill that? Fourth, fifth grade when they're playing the youth travel ball. Al DeMott has had his, his fingerprints on this basketball program and goes down talk about the success of their younger levels that's where it starts and this is where it pays dividends that yeah they do all those things because it's second nature to them and it's why Al DeMott has won 813 games and uh, they're going to the quarterfinals and that's got to be sweet music to their ears they'll head to West Bloomfield Tuesday um, for a, a seven o'clock tip against evil Bishop Foley. I know. They're they're the they're the villain that shows up in every one of our movies, doesn't it? Ah. Like they're the antagonist. They're the one that every sequel they go, "Really? We're bringing them back again?" Oh. They are, they are our joker. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh and the poor the, those poor people in Bishop Foley, all the students have no idea who you are or why you hate them. No. And you know what? I don't care. It's uh, sorry. <laughs> Could have gone to any other school. You you seem like a fine young person, but nope. Dennis hates Bishop Foley. So, yeah, 
Al, why don't I you? I graduated. I don't know how, but I did. <laughs> why, don't, why don't you do Dennis a favor and knock off Bishop Foley, which, by the way, we'll talk about it more Monday. They have a few nice wins under their belt. Yeah, so 49-44 Sandusky. This was a great ball game, um, and uh, the, the fans were terrific. Cassidy had a lot of people there. Uh, Sandusky, obviously, uh, support uh, their girls' basketball uh, team. And it's an exciting time right now with the Sandusky boys playing in a district final and the Sandusky girls winning a regional. Um, you know, that's a basketball town, and they're having some fun with it uh, right now. But I just I love the rivalry because there's stuff that goes on while the game's going on, but afterwards people are hugging and shaking hands, right. and uh, the one of the classiest things because okay, the girls know the girls right. know it's been twenty plus years. Well, it hasn't been in their lifetime they haven't won a regional title, so they're excited and they're right out at center court in in a in a pile. And Al comes out and says, no, we're not making Cassidy wait for a handshake. Get up, girls. Let's shake hands. We'll get our medals, and then you can celebrate, you know, winning. Um, we're not going to make our opponent, you know, who, who gave their all, stand there and watch you do this. Right. Give them a chance to, to, to say congratulations, and then they, can, they have to stay and watch you get your medals, and then they can get out of there and not have to watch you you know, because the student section poured out afterwards, right. and you know, obviously, a lot of excitement. But I just again, uh, another check mark on the who's the classiest coach I know, you know, list for Al Demont. Right. Just another reason why, if you're a young coach trying to figure out who you're going to be, like Al Demont's a pretty darn good place to start. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, uh, congratulations to the uh, to the Lady Wolves. Uh, and uh, again, what a performance at the at the free throw line down the stretch. And what I think is a lot of pressure. Right. Uh, again, I'm telling you, if there's any administrators listening, that's the difference. Because shooting a gym in a familiar environment, whether the girls consciously thought it or not, having that familiarity in that tough spot makes a difference. That same game is played in New Lothrop, in Cass City, in, in anywhere else that could have hosted this region. I don't know if they go 12 or 14 from the line down the stretch. I could be off my rocker with this theory, but I think that can be the difference. Is Your brain is used to this, oh, I've shot 100,000 free throws in this gym. This is easy. No pressure. Where if you're playing at a neutral site at like Saginaw Valley, let's say, or SC4, you're going, oh, this is a big moment. We're in a different gym. This is a big time spot. The spotlight's on me. Not, oh, yeah, this is, yeah, I've done this in practice. Swish. Yeah. So quarterfinal Tuesday at West Bloomfield against Bishop Foley. Uh, if they win that one, their semifinal is Thursday at noon in East Lansing. And then the final is Saturday at four in oh, East Lansing. Let's get them through the quarterfinal first, and let's yeah, get. I just the, wanted to, right. to pan out that. Let's I, get I the had boys through the district final tonight because we have some fun ones. Yeah, and let's play them tonight.
Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 for all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Brady Bean here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball. Call 810-987-2185. This is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I'm supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the football field. I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. They have the area's best selection of pickups and SUVs. And now Kaywood Auto is offering corrosion-free rust proofing. Call 987-3030. That's 987-3030 to make an appointment. Voted 2021 Best of the Best and President's Award winner plus 2022 Dealer of the Year, Kaywood Auto is open Saturdays 9 until 2. Visit www.kaywoodauto to make an appointment. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. Finding that missing shin guard, remembering whether it's a home or away game, getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, weather permitting, we will have uh, eight uh, district finals that we'll be interested in uh, tonight. Uh, and if they don't play them tonight, they'll, they'll play it tomorrow. But uh, let's start at Northern, Northern and Dakota. I said in the first segment, this is the first time in, since Dakota's probably had a basketball program. 
Let's just say since the turn of the century. That that Northern's the favorite in this game, or in my opinion. In, in these players' lifetime. So 2005, 2000-ish. Yeah. So I mean, I, I don't know the last regional or district uh, title for I, Northern. I know but Northern it's been a while a because regionals in 91 and 92, yeah, and those be, are be, it. Because they have been stuck – for years in the district with Dakota. Because it takes them, yeah, it takes them this level of team for us to be like, yes, they can get through it. Because even if Dakota's not having a bad year, Lahans Cruz North's usually a pretty solid program. And they, remember, they were the ones that knocked out Port here on Northern last year. And looking back uh, through it, too, for a long time, Romeo played in this district. Um, I mentioned Anchor Bay has always played in this district. And, They've had some sneaky good teams in the past right. that um, that we haven't really focused on. So for for Northern and for PH, they've kind of always been the 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 fourth and fifth best teams at this event a lot of years. So uh, looking at this right now, I'm trying to figure out how this lines up because I feel like this has changed in D1, or at least I didn't pay attention. According to this, it. It looks like the winner of the Dakota Northern District would play either Harper Woods or Gross Point South. And I thought they matched up with the Chippewa Valley Lance Cruz District, at least initially. But maybe I assume that because it was District 31 and District 32, which I never understand. You're the state. <laughs> just, just make the brackets and then number them. So either way, um, yeah, they match up with District 30 which is Gross Point South and Harper Woods, which, again, just one, two, three, four, five. I feel like that's really a simple thing to do. But anyway, they have to get by Dakota first. Yeah, and and I'm going to give Dakota a lot more respect today after what I saw them do to PH, who, again, going into this one, I thought if there was a year where PH could knock them off, this would be the year for it. And Dakota was pretty impressive. So I take back any mean things I said about you, Dakota. Um, but I, I still, in my heart, I think Northern is the best basketball team in this district. And they've got to go out and prove it, though. And, you know, you got to be ready for anything, too. Because Lance Cruz North wanted to rumble with you. We'll see what how Dakota wants to play it. I saw Dakota against Lincoln earlier this year, and they went to complete shutdown, slowdown mode. So they they can run. They can slow it down. Do they try to physical up? You know, uh, how are they going to approach this game? Uh, and, and Northern, they've shown, too, that, that they can adjust and, and they'll play and beat teams no matter how they want to play. And if Northern can dictate, the pace, they're almost unstoppable. Right. Right. When Northern gets in their, their rhythm, until they run into one of the elites of the elite in the state, they're they're going to do it better than you can. But I just think Northern's the favorite, and I really think it's going to be a business mentality that they're going to go out there. And you know what I honestly expect? When they win this, this doesn't feel like this is going to be the crescendo. This doesn't feel like the final hump. And I know Dakota has been that final boss you haven't been able to beat for years. But if they win this game, my thought is, all right, cool. 
They did what they were supposed to. They, they were the best team in this district. Now go win the region because you can do that. They have the ability to do so. And by, and by the way, again, the, uh, the regional is at Dakota, which uh, gives Dakota, you know, again, a little extra oomph that we get to play at home if we right. can win this game. So, My game tonight, Richmond-Armada, seems like it's going to be played. And before we talk about the game, I thought it was interesting because if I was Richmond, they had a snow day today on Friday. Armada did not. If I'm Richmond, just a little bit of gamesmanship, I'm trying to get the game moved to Saturday. If I'm Armada, I'm fighting like hell to make sure it's played because I want my kids in a routine. I want my kids to have, even if it's a slight advantage, the advantage of going through the normal school day. Meanwhile, even if Richmond gets a shoot around or something during the day, if they can sneak into the gym, it's still not quite the same routine, and it throws you off your rhythm just a bit. Yeah, and as close together as those schools are, how does one have school right. and one not have school today? And, and how does the, the one that's kind of off the main road be the one that has school and the one that's on a main road doesn't have school? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> but just just a little bit of a an interesting storyline to throw into the mix because, well, before I found out, I was going to ask you, Dennis, what would you be trying to do? Because, yeah, if I had school, you're right, I'm trying to play. I want to have the advantage. I know they've been sitting at home. They're not going through their normal routine. And if I'm Richmond, maybe I don't care. But as a coach, yeah, all right, let's play this Saturday at noon. No, we didn't have school. We shouldn't be playing basketball. And I'd be trying to weasel my way <laughs> into a Saturday game. Yeah, yeah well, uh, I, I already expressed to you wholeheartedly as a kid – I want to play basketball. Right. I've been pumped now since Wednesday night, knowing I'm in the district final. I can't wait for Friday night to get here. But as a coach, I'm going, I get that. Get a good night's sleep. We'll be back here Saturday. But it's going to happen tonight. Armada Richmond round three. Armada played with them the first time and especially the second time in Armada. Felt like they had a good shot at them. But, man, if this – isn't the time for Armada. This is the last shot for this group of kids. We've talked about it, how they've lost these heartbreakers to Crosslex. They've lost the heartbreakers to Richmond. They've had opportunities to make the big splash, and they never have. And for Richmond, they don't want their season isn't planning on ending tonight. Their season is supposed to go to a regional. They're supposed to have a chance to win a regional title and make this deep run with one of the better Richmond teams the school has seen. But they have to get through their rival Armada that wants to roll the credit scene a little early for Richmond, a team that's only lost to Berkeley and the the game up in Croslex in overtime. Now... I don't know exactly what I want to happen because either way, it's an awesome story going into the regional. And man, Armada, this is their one shot. And it, the way they played in the semifinal, how they finally stopped ending up on the wrong side of these classic games. You feel like they have a, sh- a really good shot. And Dennis, you saw the last game between Richmond and Armada. That was about as close of a game as you can get. Yeah, I, it was a one-point uh, game. 
Um, and the the thing about it that sticks out with me in that one because uh, Rich Richmond played well. They 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 deserve to win that game. Armada had their chances. Chapman disappeared for like two quarters in in that game because of an injury. He limped off, and I didn't see him. And then all of a sudden, he was out there to start the fourth quarter. And he scored uh, 10 or 12 points in the fourth quarter of that game. And I'm wondering to myself, boy, what would it have been like if they had him for those other two quarters? Yeah. Yeah. But those are the kinds of things that have kind of been happening to Armada in these games that, you know, you you make your own luck, but at some point they got to get some luck. Right. You know, something's got to go right for them so that they win one of these games. Well, I'd say they had a little bit of luck at the end of the St. Clair game. Not that they still, they didn't, they earned the right to be up, but still at the end they got a call that went their way, whatever. That's behind it. Richmond and Armada. Can I maybe make the assertion that home court wouldn't matter whether this was at Richmond and Armada because there's going to be so many fans in for either side that, it's not going to make a difference. Yeah, you know, that is that is an interesting point because the travel is, is not an issue. It'd be like if Marysville was playing St. Clair or Port Huron yeah. was playing Northern. Yeah, it's in your gym, but they the other team has played there plenty before. It's nothing different. And at best, you might get a 55-45 split. Heck, some people that live, uh, live in Armada and are fans of the Armada might be closer to geographically to the Richmond school than the Armada school. I, I fully expect two student sections to bring it tonight. Um, that, the, that the hype's growing, especially in Armada. Hey, they're in school. They're getting word that they're playing tonight. This should be a raucous environment, and it should be hard to communicate for both sides on the floor. And um, cause, uh, uh, and And you know this, too, because we've both been to Richmond a couple of times this year now. The Richmond student section has been good this year. They have been. They, they, they get noisy. They get into it. They back their their team. So the Armada student section will be put to the test. Yes, they will. Which, by <laughs> the way, how was that Northern student section on Wednesday? Yeah, they're they're fun. And and, and you know what? Um, the uh, the Lance Cruz North kids tried, and they had uh, administrators having to stand over in that section and, and keep law and order. In the Lots Crew students. <laughs> yes. I think it, it, it was their AD uh, plus Mr. Kasparian, <laughs> and there was uh, one other uh, uh, northern adult over there just making sure. <laughs> so let's talk about uh, the other district title in D2, MLA City Cross Lex in mm. North Branch. MLA City's playing really well. Croslex limped to the finish line against Yale, but they got there. Was it the wake-up call, or was it a sign of things to come? Because, again, this is a very senior-laden Croslex team. This is a younger MLA City team. Kind of what we said with this, with the Richmond-Armada game. But MLA City hasn't been particularly close to Croslex. No. That is one team that, at least since we've been doing this, Croslex has firmly had MLA City's number. Yeah, this has been their their bugaboo team. This this is the one that's tough for them. Um, and so I'm interested to see how they respond. 
And again, 35 points cross Lex has been better than MLA City in the two games. The, the regionals at MLA City. So again, it, 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 if you need extra motivation, you you can win and go home. Right. Um, not not in the bad way. In the yeah, good no. way, go home. Yeah. Inst- instead of losing, go home. It's winning, go home, uh, and play games on on your own court. But I just, man, it's going to be so tough because, like you said. They've just had their number so bad, um, and, and it's gone on for a couple of years now. Like where we said, MLA City's a good team. They're going to give Crosslex a good game, and then it just doesn't happen. Well, we, we both know what game it kind of started with. The, the one in the COVID year at Crosslex where they beat them 90-18, and since then, and I know Crosslex has been really good, so I don't know if that has a lot to do with it, but it feels like since that game, Emily City will play them tight for a quarter, maybe a half, but there's never been a fourth quarter where Emily City has been in serious a serious threat to Crosslex. Now, there's no better time to break that than a district final. You talk about getting your demons or conquering your demons, do it in a district final, and... Siege Rome, if we want to use that example. I've yeah. been going on that. Croslex, they've been holding off the rest of the BWAC. Rome is standing tall, but they're, Yale almost got it. Did they knock out the Barbarians, or was that just the first siege? Uh, it'd be interesting to, to find out. I I suspect that the Yale scare is going to have Croslex focused tonight. Um, and unfortunately... For MLA City, not only do they have the physical thing of playing the basketball game, but they have the mental thing right. of getting over that Crosslex block. Yeah, we talk about it with some other rivalries where if this Crosslex team is wearing Algonac uniforms, do we think more of, of MLA City? If they're wearing Caro uniforms, do we feel better about MLA City? But that that should be a very interesting It's like the one. scene in Waterboy where the coach looks across and the other coach turns into a puppy. <laughs> yeah, right. Emily City's got to envision Crosslex in different uniforms. <laughs> like, who does Emily City beat up on? And that's the uniform they've got to see. Yeah. <laughs> so that's Division Two. Division uh, real, two. real quick, go ahead, go ahead. Um, the, the just kind of looking ahead because we will have district winners mm-hmm. that will advance. Goodrich and Powers, I believe, are on the Richmond Armada side. Yes, they are. And Notre Dame Those Prep. Those are two really good teams. Notre Dame Prep and Luther North would meet either Crosslex or Emily City. Those are two very beatable teams. Luther, Notre Dame Prep's 10-13. and 13, Luther North's 15-6. and six. The first game of the year, I saw Richmond handle Lutheran North. And, well, I guess I can't. Uh, I don't know. I always see Country Day and you think the they won seven and fifteen. Lutheran North beat them. It's a winnable game should Crosslex or MLA City, whoever wins, get to a regional. And if Richmond or Armada could beat Goodrich or Powers, because the winner of that game is probably the favorite, like Goodrich is probably the favorite in the regional. But if Richmond or Armada could knock them off, we're looking at a BWAC team in a quarterfinal game. All right. Uh New Haven plays Memphis uh, tonight. Uh, and good luck, Memphis. Yeah, New, New Haven should win, and they would head to a regional at Detroit Edison. Brown City, Millington. This is one we've kind of been waiting for, Brady. 
Well, you can't just say this is going to happen automatically, but we kind of thought this was going to happen automatically, and, I, and so we're here to now. to put a lot of pressure on, but if you win this game, I think a lot of people will look at it and go, all right, Brown City's a legit, really good team. But if you lose this game, those detractors are going to say, just, put, just good in the GTC East. They're just good for their area. Go beat Millington. Go get to a regional. And you know what? Do it with style. Millington's good. They're not great. You're having a great season. Gade Muxlow might not have to score 39 like he did against Genesee, but just go win the game, do so, and keep putting your stamp on this season. And then go get to a regional where it's probably, I think, Nouvelle they would play for a chance. I don't know if or when the last time Brown City Basketball has won a regional or even a regional game. Yeah, Um, and uh, the regionals at USA, and that's where Sandusky would go too if they knock off Cass City tonight in the boys' district uh, final. And, uh, yeah, you you, you know that uh, the Cass City boys uh, not only want to win the game because they're the favorite, but – you know, they'd like to uh, avenge the, the girls' loss. All right, because I'm sure a lot of them were in that student section. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, and then uh, uh, Deckerville is the, uh, or excuse me, Peck is playing ugly, and the winner will go to Deckerville. So right. we know that's going to happen. Um, and uh, I kind of, th- this one was wide open for me, and Peck ha- was maybe the best team in my mind mm-hmm. with the toughest course to get there, which seems weird because isn't the best seed supposed to have the... <laughs> yeah, I was talking with a coach after one of the games this week. Either bleep or get off the pot. Either seed the whole district because they drew slightly differently. And Richmond could have had to have to go through St. Clair and then Armada despite being the one seed. And the other three teams in that district have not had a good year. So Armada could have had the easy semifinal. And they were the two seed, and they would have been able to kind of walk into a district final. That's no, that's not right. And yeah, just eat. You have it there. Just use the damn NPR if it's yeah. good enough to seed one and two. It's good enough to seed three, four, five, and six. You know what else that does? It gives you something to play for the rest of the regular season when you're way knocked out of the of the. Um, one, two, hey, oh, I don't want to have to play the three seed. Let me get in the four or five game. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, Peck had to go through Deckerville. Now they'll have to go through Ubley. And those are the three teams that I thought had a chance to win right. the district. So, uh, and then uh, Cardinal Mooney and Oakland Christian is the other district uh, final. And uh, again, Oakland Christian playing for a chance to go to their own regional. Yeah. Sorry. You're going up to Mooney. I am very high on this Mooney basketball team. You're going to have to uh, give Mooney directions as you're leaving the gym because I don't think you're going to be playing another basketball game after this one. Just hitch a ride with him. I mean, exactly. You're, you're playing again Monday, so you might as well just hitch a ride, spend the weekend there. There you go. <laughs> Anyways, I'm I'm confident, but I'm not as con- the the Dakota thing with PH. I'm now gun shy about being overly cocky. I'm overly cocky. You know what this kind of feels like to me is. When Croslex in the COVID year, the 2021, when they were playing Goodrich or they were playing Notre Dame Prep, you go, that's a really good team. Our team's better. Like, yeah, I, I'll i give you your flowers. You're good. We're elite. Right, well, we'll see. We'll, we'll know more. I hope all the games get played tonight. 
Well, at least know that Richmond and Armada will be played. They just had to confirm with officials at time of recording, which is before lunch on Friday. And I'll be out there at 7 o'clock for a game. I'll have to get there at 5 o'clock so I can get my seat. Yeah, uh, and uh, as as long as game's on, Northern and Dakota will be our other game tonight from Northern. You know it would be really nice if one of not those two games got delayed till tomorrow at noon so we can go out and do it. That would be ideal for us if we're being selfish. Yeah. Well, if Emily City and Cross Lex want to wait till tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, North Branch has a. I'm, I mean, I'm fine with that. They're in the middle of nowhere, and you have to go down Mooney to wants to wait till tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We, we can. We have nothing going on tomorrow at noon. So. There is that, I guess. Yeah, so. But no, Richmond Armada, North oh, Dakota, it's, you play. It's short notice to apply because. I don't. I think with like our I, track record, I would need those to be canceled like right now, though, and then you could send it in, and that gives the state chance I, to go. I think okay, yes, the, uh, and warn the schools that were coming. I think with our track record, we we've earned a little bit of leeway and the benefit of the doubt with covering a game like that on short notice. I don't think they're thinking we're doing that to jump on a bandwagon. Those are our teams. Yeah. Anyway, so hope to see you out tonight. And congrats to Aldemont and Sandusky. Just another, just another accomplishment to add to the pyramid of accomplishments. Yeah. Uh, so congratulations. Looking forward to, to that. Tuesday is that uh, quarterfinal. Uh, and, of course, Monday we'll be at Boys Regional somewhere because we've got more than two districts where our local team is going to win. Right. Because it's local team against local team. Exactly. <laughs> Hopefully we'll have two. Well, we will have two at MLA City next week. Yes. That's that's what we're hoping. All right, uh, and uh, enjoy the uh, the weekend, and get out and see some basketball. Don't let the weather scare you. Uh, if, it's if, good stuff. If you're out west, go to Richmond, Armada. If you're in by the river, make it a point to go to see Northern Dakota. If you have not seen a, I don't care if you could couldn't care less about Northern as a school. If you are even tangently a fan of basketball, you. Owe it to yourself to go watch Tyler Jameson play in one of the biggest games of his career. Absolutely. But get there early. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.